now it's time for part two of In the Moment. KK, I think you can speak to being a woman in radio just as well as or better than anyone. I appreciate that. I have been doing it for a long time. So with history in this industry comes a lot of lessons learned for sure. Being in the entertainment industry is hard enough. Um, Any kind of medium, whether it's radio or television, you name it. Uh, But being a woman in radio has definitely tested my heart and tested my mind and tested my spirit. Um, I've been pleasantly surprised at times. I've been deeply disappointed at times. Um, It. And it hasn't been easy. And I know we're doing a podcast and I'm here to talk. It can be really hard to articulate sometimes. Mm. But you know it when you feel it. And you know it when you see it. And the women are held to a different standard than men in this industry. And that also comes from the listeners. And you can ask Cassie this because, you know, she was monitoring social media at the time. And she brought this up, and I'm like, God, yeah, we did. There's been a shift, and it's gotten it's gotten better for sure. But there for a while, it was like the women hating club on our Facebook page. Really? Like, Bert could do no wrong, but anytime one of the women on the show said something, we were, like, burned at the stake. Um, and if he had said it, he would have got a pass. Mm. Now, I can't say that definitively, but I honestly know in my heart that is the case. And when you do build a relationship with somebody— Like, you know, for instance, my best friend that I've known since third grade can say some shit to me and I'll let it slide. Somebody I just meet off the street says something like that, says the same thing to me. We're done. Whole different thing. It's a whole. And so I think when you start to build a relationship with your audience and they really get to know you, um, they are going to allow you to be who you are. And I don't want to say you're going to get away with saying more stuff, but there is more grace in in some of the things that you say or opinions you might have. And they don't they don't come at you. Mm. They're like, you know, all right, so you think that way. You know, I disagree, but I still love you. One of those things. Right. Whereas before. I've had to learn that one. I know, right? Mm-hmm. One of my rules um, that I tell anybody starting out, like on a show, and, you know, you don't want to come out like blazing. You got to give the people a reason to love you before you give them a reason to hate you. I remember you telling me that. So you really, you do have to endear. And it's not, this is not like putting on a facade. It's just like, you you all, you tread lightly when you're meeting new people. Yep. And that's what you're doing. Like you don't walk into a cocktail party full of strangers and all of a sudden start, you know, screaming dick and ball jokes. <laughs> like. <laughs> Let me tell you about my dick and ball. <laughs> right? <laughs> right. Yeah. That would be awkward. It would be a little weird. And yeah. I don't think people would want to <laughs> hang out with you anymore. Yeah. Uh, yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah, yeah, don't worry okay. about your balls. I'm cool. <laughs> be like, put them away. <laughs> so it's the same way on radio. Like they got to get to know you. And it, and it's hard because you're constantly sharing stuff um, because that's our jobs is, is to, to bring content to the table. So my number one advice, give them a, you have to give them a reason to love you before you, that you can give them a reason to hate you. And again, I want to reiterate, it's not that you're hiding pieces of yourself or you're pretending to be somebody different. You're just, you're waiting. Mm. And you're slowly sharing information rather than just bombard. It, it would be like a love bomb. We just talked about love yeah, bombing the day. Yep. You don't want to information bomb your your audience with a bunch of stuff about you and every single opinion you have. Yep. So it's, it's gradual. It is. It's very gradual. That makes sense. Yeah. With the fan base that you have, I've always been shocked that you you've never had a podcast because I've always felt like 
You can talk to anyone about anything at any time. That's courtesy of Pops. I genuinely feel that way, and I've always admired that. I'm like, wow. Because like, you know how, like, I had to learn to be mm-hmm. as social as I am today, and I'm still working on it. But I've always felt like you've had that, and it's always shocked me that you never had a podcast. Yeah, and I mean, I've definitely thought about it over the years, and I've had a couple ideas here and there, and I've just kind of sat on them. Um, I... As far as me pursuing a podcast, and I'm saying I'm not saying it's off the table. Like there's, you know, always a possibility for me and how I work. Um, I actually said this on the show today. I'm an all or nothing person, mm-hmm. and so that's just what works for me. Um, other people out there who can multitask and have like all these other things going, I commend you. I've never been good at that. So for me. The Burt Show gets all of me. Mm. I I just, I give everything up to The Burt Show. So until I can see a point where there's a little more freedom, and then I had a kid and I was like, well, the hell to hell, there's no way I'm having a podcast <laughs> right now. Um, but even before that, it, it was always like, no, nah, I'm just going to give, I'm going to give everything I possibly have to this show. Um, and so that's just what I've decided to do. That makes sense because I kind of always assumed why you didn't have a podcast, and I was close. Because I just felt like, yeah, you give so much to the bird show that afterwards you're like, yeah, I ain't talking to nobody else. Yeah, I'm done with this shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going home. But, I, like, I love these, like, what you guys have done within the moment and what, has you know, Cassie's doing with her podcast and our new co-host, Abby, her podcast. Like, I sit back. Don't get me wrong. I'm jealous. No, no. You are? I'm jealous. Really? Oh, yeah. I'm what? envious. Yeah. I would have never guessed that. No, no, no. Yeah, I am envious because I, I sit back and I look and I'm like, man, I'd like to have something like that, but... I'm tired. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I was do. like, ah, I'm, I'm going to go home and work on this bit instead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so, and that, I want to make sure people don't misconstrue this. This is me getting in my head. Oh, look, watch Kate get in her head. I know. Um, this is not to say that you guys don't give your all to the show because you do. But you also have this other gear where you can do this as well. And I just, I don't have that gear. I get it. I just, I really, I don't have that gear. Trust me, KK, it's good. I'm tired as hell. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fucking tired. I don't even have a kid. I'm so fucking tired. Oh, man. Oh, you man. Just, you just wait, sir. Oh, you just wait. Oh, I know. Wait, 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 wait. Whoa, whoa. Oh. Whoa. Oh, we got to tell her. Whoa, is it now? Whoa. Is, is it now, Katie? Uh, Go ahead. What yeah, do thing, the honors. No, no, no. One thing you're not going to sit here and do, because I just caught this. You're not going to sit here and lie to Kristen. Uh, I've never lied to KK. Off the record. What? Well, on the record, but off the record, but uh-huh. kind of on. Yeah, yeah. What? Technically. Oh God. And what we recently found out, yeah. and he hasn't brought this to the big show yet. You had a kid. I'm a father. <gasps> Same thing I said, but I was like, "Of a puppy," and he said, "No." It's not a puppy. I'm. I'm you, a, you want to tell her a story? I'm. I'm a whole father. <laughs> I was. I can't believe Katie did this. <laughs> Are you fucking No, now, now you want me to tell her. <laughs> yep. No, you brought this shit to the table. Oh, no. no, you tell her. No. She no, has to you go through, tell her. She has to go through the same emotions I went through. No. 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 Okay. You, Maurice, what? you tell Kristen I didn't want to tell Mama KK about this shit, man. Are you, da- are you a dad? I, I might be. You might be? If I am, I'm a deadbeat. No! <laughs> no. What the hell is going on right now? KK. No. I am wrong. Roller coaster of emotions right now. She's not gonna love me anymore. No! Yes, she what is. What happened? 
No. What happened? What happened? Uh, okay, fine. No, what happened? Well, all right, so it all started uh-huh. when we got back from BBA. This, this year? is Katie's fault. Oh, this just happened. Oh, my God. This was oh like my God. this was like two episodes ago. What the fuck? <laughs> no. <laughs> I know. Um, I didn't plan on bringing this up. Okay. But we're here now. Yeah, so, we are. All right, we got back from BBA. Uh-huh. I developed this special bond with Landon. You did? Katie started pretty much putting it into the universe that, like, you are ready to be a father. Okay. Because you're damn near there right now. It's not really her call, but okay. That's what I said, right? <laughs> but she, I, really, she... I really meant it for, like, Landon. I was like, you know, you can be that light for Landon. Oh, I wasn't okay. like, uh, go have a kid. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. The universe doesn't necessarily listen to every word. Oh, yeah. Here's context clues, like a lot of my listeners on in a moment, and they run with it, right? <laughs> So out of nowhere, I'm sitting there, it's like a Sunday night, and I get a text message from a random number that says, Dad, where are you? You said you were going to get some milk, and you'd be right back. What the fuck? What is going on? That's what. (laughs) But... My heart is beating out of my chest. You're going to have to... No, this is Katie's fault. Speed this up. No, now you take it from here, Katie, since you did this to KK. I didn't do it. You did this. So it was a New York number. Okay. We looked up the number. Yeah. And I looked up the people because Mo was like, who is this? So I went to Facebook, looked up some people. I was like, do you recognize any of these people? It was a woman. I can't remember the name. And then we looked at her friends and he recognized the dude from the friends. I did. One of the guys. I recognized. So I was like, if you know him, then you have to know this woman who texted you this. But we really don't know. Somebody's fucking with him. So to this day, I might or might not be a deadbeat father. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, this is this is Katie's fault, KK. I hate I both of you. I have never done this to you. I hate both of you. I didn't bring you here for this. My heart dropped. I know, I saw it on your face. But no, he did it to me, though. He did it to me. When we started, he did this. I was like, you, you shitting me I right now. I wanted to tease the listeners, not KK. <laughs> Why would you do that to her? It wasn't for her. When you told me the text, I'm like, somebody is like so yanking your chain so freaking hard. But I, who I, does that? Who, right? Exactly. So in my mind, immediately, I was like, oh, and I got rid of it. But then when it was time for me and Katie to part on the spot, I was like, oh, no, this is content. Oh, my God. So I ran with it. And literally until this moment, I people are on our Instagram saying, congratulations. congratulations. <laughs> <laughs> hey, think I'm a new dad. I I was was so excited for you. You should not. It was Katie's fault. I'm sorry. Why'd you do that? Because you did it to me, and I just felt like... I'm sorry. I'm no. Oh no, she's giving me a look. I'm so, I know. I'm sorry. I what know. Tra- no, what I'm trying to do is remember your middle name, but it escaped me. <laughs> Katie, let better birch. Yes. Don't do that to Mama KK. Or will you? Oh, oh. oh yeah. No, because you want to tell KK shit. Or will Let's ya. tell her that one. Where did I get Orwellia from, Katie? So a couple of episodes ago, uh-huh. we talked about Kurt Franklin. Do you, you know who Kurt Franklin mm-hmm. is? Yeah. Okay. So he posted a video talking about how you should bring back traditional names and all this stuff, like old school names. And so I told Mo that my original name was not going to be Katie. My mother was going to name me after my great, great, great grandmother. Great, great, great? Yeah. Three greats. And Had her name- greats. Was Aurelia. 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 Yeah. No, I won't. Aurelia. Aurelia. You didn't know that one. 
So you gotta add that oh, in Katie's name. Oh, will ya? <laughs> 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 don't, don't you try to sing it. <laughs> oh my God, Aurelia. We could have been Kunagunda and Aurelia. Kunagunda and Aurelia. <laughs> Well, I'm, I'm, I'm coming to that concert. Is a, no, that is a fire podcast if I ever heard that is, one. Well, that is, though. Actually, no, it does make for a better concert. <laughs> Out there with our skinny mics. Yeah. Welcome everybody to the show. Ooh. And our kitten heels on. Oh, wow. my God. Aurelia. KK, I'm not ready to be a father. No. I'm glad that that, was, uh, that wasn't true. Yeah. I don't know if I'm ready. No, what has it been you'll like never you? be ready. I know. You're you're never going to be ready. That, I always wondered what that journey was like for you. I mean, sitting right next to you watching it and how you, I don't know if you manifested it, but you spoke very positively. I wanted it real bad. And you really wanted it and you fought for it. And mm-hmm. to see the universe give you exactly what you fought and spoke for, I mean. No, you, I, th- I think the universe is like, sorry, we killed your dad. Here's a baby. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? <laughs> You know what? We got the last one wrong. Yes. <laughs> this is the least we can do. Yeah. Right. No, right. Uh, right? You got to have a sense of humor about these things. Here's your refund. <laughs> <laughs> you do. Now, right? KK, a couple of years ago, like KK three years ago, would not have been able to make that joke. KK today can. Yes, ma'am. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so as far as the Jimmy saga goes, I was so elated to be pregnant. I hated not being able to be in studio with you guys. You cared about the fucking studio at that time? Well, not this, but I'm, I'm, I meant just like being able to experience it in public because uh, I was pregnant during a pandemic. Yes, And yes, so it was true. easy to hide from you guys, but I didn't have like the typical pregnancy experience. However, that didn't matter because... I was pregnant. Yes, yes. <laughs> and that was the obviously hands down the most important thing. That's like a hindsight thing. Like looking back, it was like, oh man, like it would have been cool to have a big baby shower or it would have been cool to like to sport the bump out and about. But hey, that 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 part wasn't in the cards. That is the like superficial aspect of it. True. So the fact that we got blessed with Jimmy, and I don't use the B word a lot because I think the B word gets overused. Um, and I don't, the B word has always hit me wrong because when somebody says they're blessed, it's like they got bestowed something that wasn't worthy of somebody else. At least 500,000 listeners thought you were talking about bitch. No. Just now. <laughs> I guarantee it. <laughs> I'm so confused. I'm like, oh, <laughs> bitch doesn't make sense in this, <laughs> this moment. Why would she be afraid to say that? Blessed. Yeah. <laughs> Not a fan of the blessed word. I'll say bitch all day. <laughs> But, you know, that other one, not so much. Yes. Um, and that's just, like, my own, like, mental hang-up. I got a lot of mental hang-ups. Uh, but, yeah, so that journey alone, I mean, talk about, like, transforming a person mm. from the inside out and, like, learning so much about myself and so much about my husband. Um, and that first year of having Jimmy was really, really rough on us. But I didn't feel like I could share any of it because – I fought so hard for this. Mm. And there's so many other people going through IVF and infertility that that don't get that positive pregnancy test. So therefore, while it's like I can't bitch about anything because, you know, we're we're so fortunate to have been able to experience this and to have a successful pregnancy. 
But then I realize that's not sustainable and that's not mentally healthy. Mm. Like moms should be able to be real about the trials and tribulations of motherhood and parenting. And I love that kid with every ounce of my being. He, it shows. It, he brings so much joy to my soul. And at the same time, it is fucking hard. <laughs> can imagine. And I only have the one. So, like, you know, I bow down to Cassie, who's got, like, two little ones. And it's not to say it's not worth it. And then some people want to throw it in your face, be like, well, you chose this life. So you're not allowed to, like, you know, bitch about it. I'm like, no, man. Like, yes, I chose this life. But also, we need to normalize instead of, like, um, fantasize this. Because I think people, more people need to know that, yes, it's wonderful and it's beautiful and it's rewarding and you you experience all these emotions that you never could have imagined. But it's hard. <laughs> <laughs> they say anything worth having is worth fighting for, right? And that's like the perspective we have. And that's OKK used to be so worried about, did I just talk about myself in third person? Oh, good God. Who am I? Mm. Was that third person or first person or second no, first. person? Well, I don't. Okay. No, KK. What person she said, is it? She's saying her name, so that's third person. That's third, okay. Yeah. yeah, third. That's okay. third. Yep. I was like, first, second, third. Anyway. Yep. Um, old me would have gotten so worried about what people thought about me throwing a big birthday party for my kid's second really? birthday. Oh yes, I would have been like, um, I would have been so worried that they're like, oh, I am an elitist, or I, uh, I, I, I just know all the negatives people. When people look at somebody who goes over the top or overboard, you know, especially for their kids, like, you know, I'm spoiled, like we're, we're raising a spoiled brat, blah, 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 whatever. Like that people would judge me. Oh, look because at the shit I, people complain about. I know, I know, I know. But in my, like, old me would be really concerned about that. New KK, there was a twinge of that, but then I would stomp it and I'm like, no, I, I'm owning this. Mm. Like, I love doing this. I want to do this. We fought hard for this baby. And we're going to celebrate with our friends and family who prayed alongside with us that this happened. And I have no regards. That is awesome. Yeah. So I think, with again, with age and with experiences, you're able to get on that other side of not giving a shit what people think about you. Do you still give a shit what people think about you today? Yeah, I do, but not nearly as bad as I used to. I think I would be lying to myself and lying to others if it's like, you know, I, I don't care about any nasty comments. And that and that's there's a reason why I don't go to our Facebook page. Mm. I I do not go to yeah, the Burt Yeah, you taught shows. me that. I, I don't go. I've not been there in a long time. It's don't just, you dare. Yeah, I would never. It's no. just, I would never. It's a cesspool yeah. of negativity. Mm-hmm. And that's the other thing. And you asked me where I like my I get my peace from and stuff like that. It's because I've made a conscious effort to eliminate as much negativity and toxicity in my life as humanly possible. I mean, you can't get rid of all of it. Um but I've done a pretty damn good job of surrounding myself with people and to get to the point in my life where, like, these are the people who feed my soul. These are the people who make my heart happy and everything else can kick rocks. That's awesome. All right. Here's questions I've always wanted to ask you. Okay. Number one. Yes. You can play some fucking space. <laughs> <laughs> Katie. I'll be honest. In my entire life, I have never met a white woman who can play spades like you. I love spades. You can get busy. When you told me you could really play, I was like, I I heard that before. Then I start seeing you slamming cars on the table. (laughs) 
always up. Oh, my favorite was we were playing a game and somebody thought that they had the hand that they were going to uh, rake the book yeah. or rack the book. And I, I just, I had my, my, my juicy Trump card and I was just like, <laughs> and that, that person was over there just getting all puffed up and I was like, bang yes. in your face. You can play play. Give me that book. Thank you. You, you reading books, you go, where you get that from? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Katie, where'd she get that from? Because I really wanted to know. Uh-huh. Okay. So, the story goes. <laughs> um, I used to be a server back in the day, right? Okay. Uh-huh. And um, we refer to those as the dark years only because we did a lot of illegal things. <laughs> <laughs> but we had a lot of fun, all right? Yep. So, for those, those short years, we were... Doing stuff and having fun, staying up late, late, late. Like when I say staying up, like staying up till the sun came up. Like you would literally wake up at 3 p.m., you would get ready, you go in, do your shift, get off at 11 or midnight. We all party and hang out with each other till the sun came up, and then we go back to bed and do it all over again, right? So um, my girlfriend, one of the servers, and we all, like literally, all the servers just hung out with each other all the time, and anybody, whoever was dating anybody. So, if I remember correctly, who taught me spades, it was Squirrel. So, Squirrel was dating Tiffany. That was his name. His, his name was Squirrel. Oh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Squirrel yeah. was black, was it Squirrel? Yes, he was. You know he was, was black. black. <laughs> he was black. You ever met a white squirrel? <laughs> when, when you see the white squirrel? <laughs> yes. So, I would, um, Tiff was dating Squirrel, so we would go over to her apartment, and we would all drink and hang out and play spades, and that's how I got good at spades. That's how you learned it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Because, yeah, no, all the uh, white girls I hung out with dated black guys. So, you never been down with the Squirrel love? That's one of my biggest regrets. What? what? Not hooking, yeah. Mm-hmm. What? So, never? Ne- so, I have... I flirted with the idea and, like, have, you know, had, like, some makeout sessions and stuff like that, but, like, never dated a black guy, and I, I kind of regret not doing so. Was there anything that stopped you? It just it never happened? It just never happened. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Because I felt like I missed out on um, a caliber of man that I just didn't give an opportunity to for whatever reason. That's fair. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, what was dating like for you back then? Oh, gosh. Um, I wish I would have been a little more free. Like, looking back, I felt like I was somewhat reserved. But I'm sure mm. somebody can look at my dating life and be like, reserved? Are you? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but as far as, like, I I would fall fast, right? And in, t- in typical KK fashion, give them everything, and then ultimately they would just break my heart. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll say this, and Katie, you can attest to this, but I'm going to be honest. Uh-oh. No, I'm going to be honest. Every time you say that. I know, you, you get nervous, right? Mm-hmm. I think um, a lot of times when black people get around white people, you get one experience or the other where you can tell that the white person is a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's fairly new to them. And it doesn't necessarily mean that they're trying to be offensive. They're just not used to it. I never got that from you. I've always felt like you were comfortable in that space. Like when I joined the show, it never felt awkward. It never felt like it was anything different for you. So was it? No. Yeah, but I think it's because, and I I don't want to like sound, I don't know, I don't want this to sound ick, but 
I've been around black people my entire life. Well, it makes sense. That's what I figured. You know what I'm saying? Like, my best friend in elementary school, Carmen Combs, was black. That was Diddy Combs' little no. sister? <laughs> hey, yo, Carmen! <laughs> But I, don't, <laughs> but I don't want to be no. that white woman that's like, I had a butt yeah, no, 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 I asked this question. Okay. Kristen didn't know this was on the sheet. This is me asking yes. this because I was, you never made me feel uncomfortable. And I think that's important to highlight because for a lot of black people, that doesn't happen. Yeah. And so, and uh, you know, and where I, where I, yeah, I just like, hmm. I don't know, Mo. I mean, I just... You probably never even thought about I it. I didn't. And that's the point. Yeah, no, you and see I... see what I'm saying? I really didn't. Like, I've always had black friends from elementary school to middle school to high school. And then um, in college, um, you know, several roommates dated black guys. And so we were just... We were always hanging out and it's having been... a good time. And it was just... It was always... A no, it was always a non-issue. Never even thought about it. No, never thought twice about it. Never have thought twice about it. I've never been uncomfortable. Um, this so, it sounds so weird to say is that somebody, I've never been uncomfortable around black people. I, but, I know. <laughs> I, you, you'd be surprised, and I'm sure Katie, you can speak to that and the difference of when you are around a white person who obviously has never been around black people, and when you are around someone who is like, bruh, it's just Tuesday. Right. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Like, there's been people, especially like in offices where I've worked and stuff like that, yeah. where you'll see like that that one guy who's trying to act like he's down with everything. He's like, uh, uh, the try did, too hard. Yeah. Yes. Did you watch Martin? Martin used to be my favorite. <laughs> I <show>. love Martin. It's <laughs> like, dude. Yes. <laughs> like, yes. So, what about that new Tyler Perry movie yes. that just came out? <laughs> hey, hey, I wow. wear Jordans. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no, it's but, always been natural with but, you, and that, that's why I'm asking that question. And the black culture has always been, um, like, a part of my my youth growing up. Like, we were always into hip-hop. We were always, like, like old-school hip-hop. That was huge, uh, you know, on radio and on the charts when I was growing up. So we were wearing cross-colors, and we were wearing fubu. And that, like, that's just, and that's the people we were hanging out with. That's what we listened to. That's what we, like, we just kind of bonded over and it was always just a non-issue see and i think a lot of times y'all may not know this but like most black people will watch you when you don't think we're watching you right and i right 100 percent. well now i'm gonna be no no you you already family now it's too late yeah you money you in the family i got invited to the space game yeah yeah, i cannot wait so look so let's go into that right and that extends to bart too because yeah yeah no facts his every move too because i i remember watching like i would watch and you'd be at your computer Minding your business, probably putting e-buzz together. This mm-hmm. is like four years ago. And I would watch and I would see Bert play something like Nelly or Luda or something like that. And you'd be over there just kind of mouthing the words. And you knew every word. And I was like, okay. okay. That's what we're doing. <laughs> right. If you want to go and take a ride with me. Oh, why do I feel this? Hey, my feet are money. Katie, set the scene for our uh, game night in which it was so ironic that we spoke about bringing KK into the game night. That was kismet. That was universe. That That was so crazy. Crazy how that happened. It's so we're at game night and we're playing. We weren't even playing space. No, set the entire scene for the listeners of what game night is. Who's there? Yeah. All right. So like once a month, which it's been cut down. We Mo and I were a part of a game night with a couple of other coworkers of ours, mm-hmm. right? So there's Vicky, there's Amy, there's Aaron, there's Mo, and then there's me. 
and Amy's the only white woman there. Amy's the only white woman, and I'm the only guy. Yeah, and, and, we, the and we would guy. never let anybody else <laughs> into this circle. And we always play game night, but when we play game night, we play different games. It's like we're playing spades, we're playing what, roomy, roomy. We played, oh yeah, uh, rummy. Uh, two left, one right. The one we play for the money. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm talking mm-hmm. about. We're always, and that's just what we naturally do, and that's like kind of our thing. Most of it is really just drinking and talking shit and yeah. just enjoying and each other's company. Food. It just so- and great food. Oh my god, Vicky be going crazy. Yo, it is insane. <laughs> it's amazing. And so the last game night we had, we're just having a good time and stuff like that, and we're like, well, we know Kristen would be great. We gotta like invite Kristen. Kristen hasn't been to a game night or anything like that. We gotta invite her, play spades because she can play spades. And that was like the automatic We started invite. joking. Yeah. We started cracking jokes yep. about it. Yep. Like, oh, she definitely is in. Because I didn't want to be that person. Like, because yeah, different people hang out, different people form stronger bonds. That is to be expected, right? So I never wanted to be the one like, hey guys, what can I talk to you? <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Like, so, um, but I don't know for whatever reason I saw you um, I saw you, Katie, I saw you, Mo, I saw Amy, and I saw Vicky, and I saw the whole, like, game the crew night crew. Was there. And yeah. this is the next day. This was the next day. Right after, after we, we had just we, had a game night. In which we haven't had one because Amy left so long ago that we used to have this all the time, but mm-hmm. we stopped having them. So when she came back in town, it was lit, and we were all catching up. And you came up, and I think I had made a joke about, yo, nah, I, like, I fuck with KK. Like, she plays spade, da, da, da. And then, so Amy was just kind of like, so what y'all think? Because this is serious to us. I can tell. I know we it like, is. We have to take a vote. Like, we don't, like Vicky don't just let anybody in her home. <laughs> we not just letting people in this group. Like, we have developed this bond over the years of, like... It's sacred. It's sacred. It's sacred. So it's just funny to me that when, when I said that and you came up, it seemed as if everybody in the room was like, so what y'all think? <laughs> right? Like, okay, what y'all think? What? So then everybody what? looked at me, and I'm like... That's my girl. Like, <laughs> bring KK. We want to do it. And we was all like, yay for KK. And we were like, hey. And then literally the next day was when you were sitting down and then you can take it from here. Oh my God. So yeah, we're um, at Bird's Book Launch and Amy did an outstanding job throwing this party together. And she had like this little lounge area set up. And so I was actually, I, I shit you not, I was across the room. I don't even remember who I was hanging out with, and I feel so bad, but I saw you guys, so I walked away from them and went over <laughs> See ya. You're gone. Yeah. And so I walked over to you guys, and I sat down, and then the whole crew was there, and the game night crew, and I just, I, I, it was obviously the bourbon speaking, because yeah. I had me a Kentucky mule, and I was just like, all right, so when am I going to be able to be a part of game night? <laughs> yes. Literally and not even 24 we, hours no, after you guys no. have done that. That's it, so crazy. It's so funny, because I told Katie today, I was like, I'm so glad it was KK who asked that question, because if it would have been anybody else, yep. it would have been like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we'll get back to you. Yeah. I'm going to have my people hit your people. <laughs> We're going to see what we can do. But because it was you and we had already voted you in, it was like, what you was waiting for? Like, like come on. I, don't, don't tell the senators or the representatives <laughs> at the state capitol. But let me tell you, I got more elated by that than I did when I got my resolution. <laughs> <laughs>
No, if you, you all could give me a plaque, I would really appreciate it. <laughs> oh, we got you. I'll just hang it right next to my resolution. And I know Amy listens to this, so let's just get this clear now. KK is my partner. Yeah. All right? What? No, what? Katie, you no. What? Katie, you out of here. Yeah. Nah, I didn't, what? Nah, you reneged a couple times. <laughs> that was once, and that was when I was first learning. You, yeah. No, one KK, time. I don't want you no After more. After that, I've been unstoppable. Uh, is that so? Yes. Okay. You're we'll being see. awful emphatic about that. <laughs> you got to sell it that hard. I hate to break it to you, but I'm not buying what you're selling. Stay tuned for another episode of In the Moment with their host Mo and co-host Katie.